What's up, nerds? It's been a it's been a week, and uh, we have a lot of news to talk to to you about this week. And uh, oh boy, 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 do we have a lot to talk about? Uh, and we have a lot of stuff that we're going to cover from that we missed last week. Uh, I am Antonio Padilla. I'm your Arthur. Uh, as with me as always is my Lancelot Cliff Miller. Cliff, say hello. Hello. In All right, and we are back. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, Swag was supposed to be here, uh, but, you know, scheduling uh, kept him from being here. It's like literally at the last minute again. So, you know, hopefully he'll be back next week and we'll have a full roster. Uh, but until then, it's uh, it's going to be me and Cliff. Uh, so you guys are going to have to just deal with us. So yeah. deal with just Just <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> I want that gif with the glasses to come down right now. So, <laughs> All right. So at the top of the show, I want to get this out of the way right away because, uh, you know, this is a, this, it's a down note. And this is something we, we wanted to talk about last week, but we didn't get to because we uh, I was away and I just couldn't do the show. But, um, you know, I'm sure everybody out there knows and they've heard already, but. Luke Perry passed away. Uh, it was last Monday, I believe. And you know that it—it's a tragedy. It's 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 a horrible thing that happened. Um, you know, he he suffered a stroke the week before, and when people said that, you know, like that's terrible right away. But you know, he was in the hospital. He was getting treatment, and everybody seemed. Like everything looked like it was okay. Like he was going to pull through and, you know, he'd be back to work as soon as possible. And then, you know, Monday morning, I just remember I woke up to like everybody, you know, like text messaging me and like you know, sending me links and stuff. And I'm just like, oh my God, what, what happened? He passed away at the age of 52. And that, I know 52 to some people seems old, but that is way too young for anyone to die. You know, um, we talked about it on the last episode that we did, like Zack Snyder just turned 53. You know, Luke Perry was only a year younger than him and, and he's, he's gone. So this is terrible. It, it, it really did affect me more than I thought it would, you know? And uh, I think it, it's something that I was telling Swag, I, you know, I talked to him about it. And I said, you know, because like I know he doesn't know who that is. He's too young. <laughs> he doesn't know who Luke Perry is. But I was telling him, like, you know, if you like me, if you were like me or and Cliff, you grew up in the nineties and you could not get away from <laughs> from Luke Perry. You knew who he was, you knew, you know, everything. Like you know, he was huge on uh nine oh two one oh in the nineties. He and he was a heartthrob and you know, I had an ex-girlfriend who was all about him and uh, 90210. So I had to hear about that all the time. So, and then, you know, I'm sure a lot of younger audiences will know him as Fred Andrews on Riverdale. And see, that was another thing to me that it was like, you know, he was big in the 90s. He was there. And then, like, he kind of went away. Like, he never stopped working. You know, I'm not saying he, he, he bowed out of Hollywood altogether, but, you know, he took, like, the lower, you know, low-key role. And then he kind of was thrust back into the spotlight when he got uh, Riverdale. And so 
for me, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, he came back into my life, you know, because I, like I said before, I was a huge fan of Riverdale. Uh, I haven't been watching <laughs> lately, although I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, I, I, it would probably feel disrespectful not to watch his last few performances on that show. So I might go back and catch up just out of respect for the man. Uh, Cliff, uh, what do you have to say about this? It's 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 a tragedy when you like lose somebody just in general, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and then especially when it's someone that's kind of close to you, like as as a family member or even like a friend is close. But it's really weird, and I don't want to be disrespectful when I say this, so you know, bear with me. But when it's like someone you've mm-hmm. never met, but it's like always been in your life, you know what I mean? Like we've just talked about this, mm-hmm. right? Like I remember Luke Perry in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, the movie. That's right. And, like... That's right, he was in the movie. Yeah, and it's, like, really kind of got the role that... It got him the role that got to him to get to 90210. And I just remember, like, mm-hmm. watching him, like, as an actor, just kind of go through the whole series, and I remember growing up with him. And it's, like, I guess it's, to me, like, it's hard because you're, like, wow, like, he's really gone. And it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. And you're right, like, 52 is, like, so young. Like... We make fun of people all the time. We're like, "Man, you're like over the hill." But geez, dude, like fifty is just. <laughs> it, I'm turning. I'm turning thirty four this year, and I'm like, "Yo, like, that's I'm an earshot away from that." You know what I mean? And I, and people will be like, "Well, it's a long ways away for you," but it's quicker than what you think. And it's just yeah, it, it's it, crazy. It, it comes up a lot faster than you think. Right. This is in general, like, and so I guess for me, it's like it's sad because he's not going to be in Riverdale. And I don't really watch the show, so I think my last memories of him would be like in Beverly Hills 90210. And I think he mm-hmm. he actually had a cameo in a couple other movies where him they were just really randomly talking about 90210. He just like randomly would show up. So mm-hmm. I think for me, yeah. well, actually, it's that, and then his voice performance in Family Guy when Meg was writing oh. the hit piece on him. <laughs> so I think I get like nice. I guess I get to get a cheerful. Uh, last kind of memories of him so I think I don't know it's sad because I mean like it this like affects me right like it, it hurts that mm-hmm. he's like gone but it, I guess it didn't affect me to the degree that like Stan Lee did right where like it's like yeah. a person oh, in your yeah. life you know what I mean <laughs> like you're like a like a whole heart of you dies <laughs> when when you lose someone like that so I guess it's it's sad so my you know my thoughts and prayers are with with the you know, Luke Perry's family and, you know, one of his, his yeah. kids, a wrestler actually. Um, and he's an up really? and coming wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. He's an up and coming wrestler. So, you know, if people, his, his, um, I think he signed with AEW. And if I remember right, I think his name is jungle boy. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, he, uh, that's you know, crazy. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, but... and it's, it's sad that he, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's not going to have his dad around, so to kind of watch him yeah, if he breaks yeah. through. Because I think, if I remember right, he did jump into, um, he's in AEW, which is an up-and-coming uh, promotion. So, you know, best of wishes to to him as he's going to have to kind of go through the struggle. And I just, you know, mm-hmm. wish him the best success. And, you know, my thoughts and prayers go to him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just real quick before we... Before we move on, because, you know, I don't want to harp on this too much because, like, you know, I know I know some people are probably, you know, it, it, it's it's it, it is hard to, to keep talking about it. And 
you know, like I said, 52, that's, it, it's too young. That's too young for, for anybody to, to pass away, you know? And like by Hollywood standards, the man probably had at least another 30 years in him, you know what I mean? But it just, yeah, it, it's just terrible. It is, it really is. So, you know, um, like Cliff said, you know, on my, my thoughts and well wishes are with everybody, like his family, his friends, everybody, his colleagues. I know, I know everybody who worked with him on Riverdale was really, uh, really saddened by it. And even, um, I don't know if you saw, but like Jason Priestley, his co-star on 90210, uh, posted this really, just really beautiful, um, this sort of a letter to his friend, Luke Perry. It was really, it was really beautiful, you know? So if you haven't read it, check it out. Really. But yeah, you know, Luke Perry, rest in peace. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, now that that's out of the way, let's get into the news, Cliff, because we got a lot of news. You uh, got a lot so of news. <laughs> we got so much news, dude. We got two weeks worth of news to cover here. <laughs> so let's start out with uh, something we missed. We didn't get to talk about last week again. You know, I was away. Uh, I went on vacation. I wanted to do the show where I was, but dude, where I was staying, there was no internet. Nobody had internet. Like I got it every now and then, like if I went to like a McDonald's or something, but that was it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So one of the big news pieces that came out last week that I really wanted to talk about was the news that Idris Elba himself uh, may be replacing Will Smith as dead in uh, the Suicide Squad. This is big news. <laughs> All right, this is real big because you know we just spoke spoke about this on the last episode we did, and if you remember, like I went off on this whole thing where it was like you know don't recast the character, just replace the character, put put my boy uh, Deathstroke in there. You know you've got you've got an actor under contract, you've got the suit, you you know use that guy. Uh, but apparently, yeah, they're looking to replace uh, Will Smith altogether. And uh, if this is to be believed, you know, nothing official has been stated yet. But I mean, it's been reported in stuff like Variety and whatnot. Those are pretty credible uh, sources for news. Uh, yeah, Idris Elba. And if I'm going to be honest, I'm not even mad. <laughs> like, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm all for it. Will Smith, I love you. I really do. And I am not saying Idris Elba is as big a star or even a bigger star, but if anyone's going to replace Will Smith, Idris Elba, I'm all for it. You know, I love that dude. He's a phenomenal actor. He's got great on-screen presence and charisma. I'm all for it. Cliff, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I like the fact that Heimdall has jumped ship and went to DC. Yep. Like, no, I really, I really love this choice, though. Like, I have to be honest, like, Mm -hmm. you know, when Terrence Howard got replaced by Don Cheadle, like, for Mm. Cody, like, everybody was kind of like, uh, but Don Cheadle was, like, a huge name. You're like, yo, you got Don Cheadle, like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So to see Idris go from, go from, you know, one role to another, and to possibly be the next Deadshot, like, man, I just saw him in the the trailer for, uh, was it Hobbs and Shaw, the new Fast and Furious spinoff? And mm-hmm. he looked yeah. hilarious in that role. Like he was very serious, <laughs> yeah. but he was like, he was like a, he was funny. Well, was, did, did you see him on Saturday Night Live? No, I missed it. So unfortunately, I do have to go oh, back and man. watch. 
but I love. He's loved... so funny, man. Like I didn't realize how funny the guy was. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah. His comedic timing is like is on point, you know, because like um, there's that mm-hmm. scene where in even in Hobbs and Shaw where he's walking through and they're like, "Who are you?" and he's like, "I'm the bad guy." Bam! He smokes the dude. I was like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say, like, I'm hyped. Yeah, man. He's 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 just so talented. Like, I don't and. You know, I, I was talking about this a little while ago. This is a couple months ago on Twitter because uh, his name was on the, the the list of performers at Coachella and people were freaking out. Like, why is Idris Elba at Coachella? It's like, he's a DJ. You didn't know that? I knew that. <laughs> like, follow him on Twitter. All he talks about is being a DJ. <laughs> but, but yeah, the dude is, dude's talented, man. He's a DJ. He's an actor. He, you know, the guy can do no wrong as you know as far as i'm concerned so yeah, yeah i'm totally hyped for this yeah yeah for sure yeah that's, that's what I was so thinking. i, I mean was like, you i'm know, not even I... mad at the choice like this was like <laughs> if you had to replace will smith i don't think uh-huh. the the man who was named sexiest man in the world is a bad choice <laughs> gotta go with him i don't think that's a bad <laughs> choice at all yeah <laughs> i was like you like when that news came out i i legitimately i was like i'm not even mad Nope. I'm totally okay with this. Yep. <laughs> like, bring it on. I love it. Let's get it. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think Cliff and I are, are agreed. Like it's a great choice. We don't have anything bad to say about it. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest, yeah, I'm a little bummed that, you know, Will Smith is not gonna be our dead shot anymore. But like I said, Idris Elba, I'm on board. All right. So uh we've got a couple of trailers to talk about next. <laughs> so uh last week again we didn't get to talk about it on the show uh we did talk about it on the last show because we knew it was coming out but we did get the new shazam trailer and uh, i don't know if any of you remember in the last episode i talked about like i do not want to see the shazam family in the trailer and they did they did not show it so <laughs> i'm pretty happy with that so uh cliff what do you think of the trailer no, I loved it, and you know, I I was kind of disappointed because I was on the other side of this, where I was like, I kind of hope <laughs> yeah. that they would say something like, "Oh, we need a family" or something to that effect, and and we didn't get it, mm-hmm. but it was still a great trailer. Like, I'm still, I don't know, oh I'm, yeah, I'm still a huge fan of like the part where Shazam's like, "I'll purchase one of your finest beers." <laughs> it yeah. just to me, yeah. I'm like, yo, but, uh, that is such a kid thing to say. <laughs> and also in the new trailer, I love that scene because it's a slightly more extended version of what we've seen so far where you see him walk away and there's that shot of Freddy standing behind him. And he's just like, Holy shit, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Hey, I love I'm that. Just that little, that little shot. Yeah. Yeah. That trailer, it really got me. So yeah, I'm excited. And also I want to bring up, uh, cause we're talking about Shazam right now. I don't know if any of you know, but the Aquaman came out on digital last week as well. And because I'm a fanboy and I couldn't help myself, I did purchase the digital. I am still going to pick up the Blu-ray, though. Don't get me wrong. But I did get the digital because I wanted to watch it again as soon as But it came with a an exclusive sneak peek at Shazam. And it's a three scene, like a full scene from the and I was like, holy crap, like, this is pretty cool. Uh, and I don't know if anybody out there saw it yet. Cliff, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, because like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube now. Uh, but it's, it's the scene 
uh, I'm assuming, like we've seen parts of it in all the trailers so far. You know, he's he's talking to Freddy, and Freddy's like, "What are your superpowers?" But it's the whole scene where he's like, "Can you fly?" And then it cuts to them, like you know, it's like, "All right, flight test." And Freddy's filming him on his his phone. He's like, "All right, how do I fly?" And he's like, "Uh, just Superman it, you know." And she's like, you know, because he doesn't know how to do it. And he's like, I don't know, like, how am I supposed to do it? And he's like, well, believe in yourself. It's like, believe? It's like, yeah. Like, uh, everything I've read about superpowers says that the, the key is belief. And he's like, all right, I believe I can fly. I believe I can fly. And that's kind of a funny joke because it brings to mind the song, I believe I can fly. But <laughs> <laughs> so he like, he like runs up like this junked out car that's in the alleyway and like jumps off of it trying to fly. And then, of course, he just, like, face plants right into the pavement. <laughs> and Freddy's like, did you believe? And he gets up and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny. And then he's like, all right, let's try another one. Uh, what about invisibility? And he's like, how do I? Never mind. So he, like, you see him, like, tense up and try to, like, turn invisible, right? Like, he's really trying to believe that he's invisible. And, of course, he doesn't turn invisible. But the funny thing is Freddy's like, oh, my God, it worked. Like, dude, where'd you go? Like, he's messing with it. <laughs> and Sam's like, oh my god, I'm invisible. You can't see me? I'm over here. I'm over here. And of course, Freddy can see him, but he's messing with it. He's like, I'm invisible. I'm invisible. And then, like, this group of people walking down the street is like, hey, nice outfit, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Freddy's like, you know, I was testing invisibility and super intelligence. <laughs> and Shazam gets so mad. He's like, Freeman, I'm going to come over there and beat you. Like, he points at him, and then electricity shoots out of his finger. And they both freak out, right? And then Freddy's like, dude, lightning. It was staring us right in the face, the the lightning uh, emblem on your chest. And then Shazam looks down at it, and he's like, literally. And that, that's where the scene cuts, but it's so funny, man. Like, I, I can't wait to see the rest of this movie, just based on that one scene. Oh, <laughs> These this... two kids just trying to figure out what their superpowers are, you know what I mean? I, it's just, the movie, the more, like, you start to see about the movie, it looks amazing. And even, like, just the entrance, mm-hmm. when he's like, oh, oh, so you're like a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you're like a bad guy. I also love the part when uh, Dr. Sivan is like, how old are you? And he's like, basically 15 like you know he's trying to be as old as possible he's trying to like man it up yeah 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 that's great i love that actually so yeah one scene i you know oh go ahead yeah one small clip that i really liked in the in the trailer was he was it looked like he was trying to fly but he did like a super Mm -hmm. jump and he's like oh my Mm -hmm. god i'm gonna do it he crashed a window I'm so sorry. Like he's apologizing to everybody. <laughs> he's like, "Well, at least you can leave tall buildings with a single bound. That's pretty cool." <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh yes, man, yeah. Thank you. Like I'm, I'm with you, man. The more, the more we see of it, I'm just like more and more excited. And well, it's like... uh, I don't know if you saw. Like I posted this thing on Instagram where someone said, like, because people are already getting to see the movie, and somebody said. Like, no matter how much you think you've seen of the movie so far, they saved all the best stuff for the movie. Nice. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm... that gets me excited, man, because it feels like we're seeing a lot, and apparently we're not, so. <laughs> you know, but it, like, it makes me ask the question, right? 
And I know mm-hmm. like movies or shows like Smallville, um, probably mm-hmm. The Flash because I haven't actually started watching that. But when superheroes get their powers for the first time and they're trying to figure it mm-hmm. out, how do they figure it out? And I think <laughs> that's why I like the trailer for Shazam because that's exactly yeah. how you're trying to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, because even like that shot from the first trailer where he's on the like the the skateboarding, uh, what do they call that? I don't know. You know what it is, right? Where like he like he's trying to fly again, right? And it looks like he's almost got it, and then he falls right out of midair. Yeah, like that. That to me, like that is always the most fun stuff about uh, superhero stories to me. You know, and like you brought it up, Smallville. That's part of what I loved about Smallville so much, especially the first four or five seasons every time Clark got a new superpower you know he had to learn what triggered it how to control it and you know and those were always some of the most fun episodes of that show well like but yeah man I'm with you I'm with you. it reminds me of like Captain America right when he first mm-hmm. becomes Captain America and he's like running after the car and he realizes he's like he yeah. has super speed and he just keeps running yeah and a you car can hooks. see it on his face when he like <laughs> he speeds up well like even when the car hooks, right, and he just like mm-hmm. falls, and everyone's like, "What?" And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, new feet. I'm just, I'm just learning." And he yeah. just keeps running. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about all this stuff. Like, yeah. yo, how do you, how do you figure that? And like, when you figure that out, like, mm-hmm. it's crazy just thinking about it. Because, you know, we, um, yeah, it, I don't know, man. It's so funny. I just think about like, because, um, and it's something that I, I don't want to spoil people on this one but if you haven't seen umbrella academy yet please watch it because Mm -hmm. that's like to me i i guess like looking at the x mansion as well as the academy like you get to learn how to use your powers but i just like watching those guys who don't know jack shit about their powers try to find (laughs) out their powers (laughs) yeah yeah like i said that's always some of my the the best stuff about superhero stories to me like even in um the the first spider-man movie you know that scene where he's on the the roof and he's trying to you know he's like jumping from (laughs) rooftop to rooftop and and then he tries to shoot his web you know he's like he's like fly up up and away web all that stuff you know (laughs) he's doing all the hand signals that stuff to me is yes exactly like he does like the like it's oh man i just i love that scene so much and it's interestingly enough he does shout shazam at one point <laughs> so yeah, he does uh, yeah <laughs> nice, nice little reference nice little reference in that movie so yeah man i'm so excited for this movie i can't wait i cannot wait oh and before i forget i do want to mention i know you saw this cliff but uh if you want to catch shazam i believe two weeks early uh, uh check out fandango and check to see if they have any early screenings in your area uh, I already did. I luckily I live in a place where there are multiple uh, screenings, early screenings going on. So, and I already booked my tickets, so I'm good. I'm ready. It's uh, the 23rd of this month, and so if any of you, anybody out there listening, wants to see this movie as early as possible, go check out Fandango. All right. <laughs> so, Cliff, uh, any final thoughts on Shazam or yeah? <laughs> no, actually. So we kind of covered everything. It's just, it's just. I just can't wait. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Right, right on. I agree. I agree. Can't wait. Looks exciting. Uh, the next trailer that we got to talk about, uh, and I almost forgot to put this on the list until clip, 
brought it up uh, today, <laughs> but oh boy, I can't, I don't even know how I forgot about this. <laughs> okay, so, uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, check it out immediately. We'll wait. Uh, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Holy cow. Like, I had heard that they were doing this as an animated movie, but I was like, you know, whatever. Like, it'll, it's probably like two years away. No, it's coming out this year. <laughs> this summer. Can't wait for it. The trailer looks incredible. It looks insane. Uh, and, and before we get into the trailer, Cliff, I do have to talk about this because this tickles my bone. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I don't know if anybody knows. Their origins are actually tied to the Marvel Universe. I don't know if you know this, Cliff, but the 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 ooze that turned the, the turtles into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is supposed to be the same uh, radioactive material that gave Daredevil his powers. You know, like when the truck like swerved or whatever, right? Right. And Matt Murdock got splashed in the eyes with the stuff. Uh, what the thing that fell off into the sewer and then covered the turtles, it's supposed to be the same thing. And and even like Master Splinter, Splinter is supposed to be a reference to Stick, the man who taught uh, Daredevil. And even you know the the Shredder's clan of ninjas, the foot, the foot is a reference to the hand. So it's funny to me that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and their origins are tied so closely to the Marvel universe. Mind mind you, they are not a Marvel property. But when they were, when Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird were creating the characters, that was their inspiration. So it's always funny to me that that's where their origins lie, and yet they've never appeared in the Marvel universe anywhere. Not that I can remember off the top of my head. They've always sort of crossed over with DC. Like even like even prior to this movie, even prior to them appearing in Injustice Two as a DLC character. There was a comic book run where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman met up, and I believe this movie is loosely based on that run. And you know, it, this, like I said, that that's just something that tickles me. <laughs> it tickles me, you know, like it, it's funny to me. But uh, yeah, so so anyway, now that I've gotten all that out there for y'all, uh, this trailer, tell me how you feel. I, yeah. I want to hear it. I want to hear everything you have to say about this trailer. So it's crazy because I was like watching at first and I was like, I don't really, I was just kind of checking out. I didn't really know like what to think of it at first because I was just kind of like, uh, but then I think it was a moment where, um, like the turtles were describing this mythical legend of Batman mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, okay. And then like Batman <laughs> was talking about four mythical talking turtles and I was like, yeah, oh, okay, here we go. So, and then like. The movie, they started rolling into the trailer really well. Um, and then, of course, there were some familiar voices that were being heard. Uh, Tara Strong is mm -hmm. returning as uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. So I was definitely excited to see that she got oh, to do both. Cool. Yeah, and I was like, okay. And then, like, um, awesome. yeah. Darren Chris, who we've talked about a couple times on this show, actually. Oh, that's right. yeah, yeah. He's voicing Raphael. And I was like, okay, here we go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I thought it was interesting. There was like um, there's a bunch of rumors about who was gonna be playing Batman, but coincidentally, um, to uh, Troy Baker is actually playing Batman and he's yeah. doing Joker. Baker. So yeah, Baker. Yeah. 
Uh, so it was kind of cool, like um, like hearing his voice. Yeah, I wish Swag was here to talk about this because he's a huge fan of Troy Baker. So, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. And uh, yeah, so I thought the whole series, like the whole everything, was intriguing to me. I love the fact that um, Joker released everybody from Arkham. So I was like, yo. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene, and we've kind of talked about this a couple times, where Batman is fighting Shredder, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This this better be a half hour fight scene because I need all of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no joke, guys. Like when when Cliff reminded me that we need to talk about this trailer, I was like, oh my god, yes. Because when I was watching the trailer, when I saw Batman fighting the Shredder in the trailer, I was like, I had no idea how much I needed this in my life, but I need it like right now. <laughs> he was so. I'm was so, so hyped to see that. And the animation yeah. looked really, like, really good too. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Like I, uh, like this might be one of those ones where I might jump on the digital release prior to the Blu-ray because, like, I'm just so excited for it. I don't do that very often, so when when I say that, that like take into account how excited that means I am. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, final thoughts on this? Uh, anything else you want? Uh, I I. I guess the other part that I was thinking too was that uh, Kyle Mooney is actually be playing Michelangelo in this one. I was, is that I think who I was, that is? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from and a lot of people would recognize him like off of Saturday Night Live or even um, yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he plays he plays in like a bunch of other things. But I oh, I think yeah. I was kind of bummed a little bit because I was kind of hoping for Greg to be Michelangelo. Because yeah. to me, I just <laughs> I don't know now that I hear Michelangelo more and more and more. I just, I cannot help. Like, even, and I'm a fan of, like, the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I think Greg really mastered who Michelangelo is, and just his voice acting just does it for me. And so I'm like, yo, like, I I love you, Kyle. I really need Greg in this role, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Just real quick, man, let's go over some of the cast for this movie, like, before we move on, because I'm looking at it now. And like, holy crap! This like this is a stacked cast list. Like you said, Darren Chris uh, as the voice of Raphael, Tara Strong, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Rachel Bloom as Batgirl. That's insane. Uh, Tom Kenny, <laughs> the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, is voicing the Penguin. That's dope. Uh, like we said, Troy Baker, Batman, and the Joker. John DiMaggio as the free as Mister Freeze. Uh, I. I'm sorry to say I'm not sure who this guy is who's playing uh, Ra's al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul. However, however you prefer to say um, Who else? Carlos Alizraki as Bane, reprising his his role as Bane. Kyle Mooney as Michelangelo. Baron Vaughn as Donatello. That's pretty cool. Uh, who else is in this? Yeah, this cast list is, list is pretty dope. So I'm pretty, I'm excited. I'm excited. Even more so than I already was. <laughs> yeah, so yeah yeah i mean great. cliff i kind of uh, but i do kind of i do agree a, a bit about what you were saying about michelangelo like i love kyle mooney and i didn't know that was him so i'm like oh yeah i'm, I'm a little bit more excited to hear that but yeah man like greg side that dude like it seems like every voice he does he just nails it yeah you know i just all like... right so his, Batman vs. T- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming at you this summer. 
can't wait. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out right now. It's amazing. Now, on to uh, the main event as far as trailers go. We got the new Avengers Endgame trailer this week, and I know Cliff and I both have thoughts and opinions. And let me go first because I'm sure my opinions are going to shock. Um, I'm actually this trailer actually got <laughs> like uh, I say that's shocking because lately almost every trailer Marvel puts out leaves me like kind of disappointed, including the previous Endgame. Trailer. But this, one, I don't know what it was about it, but it totally got. Me. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited in a way I didn't think I was going to be. So, you know, that's those are my thoughts and opinions in a nutshell. Cliff, what did you think of this trailer? Um, so I was at work and my friend dropped the trailer in our messenger chat and I didn't want to mm-hmm. see it. So I went to YouTube and for the next hour and a half... I watched a two-minute and 26-second trailer for the whole hour and a half. And <laughs> I can't help it. I I was in complete and utter shock the whole way through. Like, mm-hmm. I... So, because we kind of... we So, we love comic movies, but I think this is where you and I differ, right? Is this, like... Like, I'm a huge fan of Infinity War. I I still am. Going into Endgame, Mm -hmm. I just... I'm on overload. Like, I'm on sensory overload right now. Like, way beyond normal. (laughs) And it's because there's, like, so much stuff to break down. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. We're we're talking about... We're going back and we're talking about scenes that happen from uh, Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. Mm -hmm. We're listening to Peggy Carter talk to Captain America about... Um, the world, the the world changing, right. and that you have to go back. If right. you want to change, it, you have to go back to the beginning. Uh, we're talking right. about Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. Before before we move on, right? That that's something I want to talk about. Um, I, what that was new voiceover, wasn't it, from Peggy? Because I don't recognize it from any of the previous movies. It's from Winter Soldier, actually. No, I know part of it was, but like th- there was a bit at the end there. I only saw the trailer once because I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to, uh, you know, overload myself <laughs> the way right. you seem to have done. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a part of that voiceover in the trailer that's new. I'm pretty sure. It could be. I mean, I could be wrong. Anybody out there listening, if you have uh, if you have an answer, you know, let us know. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but go ahead, Cliff. Continue. Yeah. So you know, Peggy Carter kind of like saying her piece. And then you see the scene with Thor, and you just get more and more and uh, wrapped up. And I credit to the Russos, man, for this because, like, they they reminded you that this has been an eleven year journey. You've invested mm-hmm. eleven years of your life into this movie, every role, every yeah. movie, including Dark World, which we're not going to talk about. Um, but <laughs> every single thing has made you more and more invested into what's going to happen. And, like, when you see Mm -hmm. Ronan for the first time, you're like, oh, shit. Like, obviously, you saw him in the first trailer, but seeing him now where, you know, Black Widow is there, it's like, oh, my God, I think that was one of the things that got me about this trailer was, uh, and this is going to sound like, oh, yeah, that that sounds about right. But, like, um, just how bleak 
the situation came across in this trailer like especially with with uh clint like you know they show him teaching a young girl archery and it's kind of like oh man like was that is that supposed to be his daughter like did he lose his family in the uh the decimation like clearly right but like right. It, it just really drives that point home to you so it's like you know even though he survived it's like you know like think about what that does to somebody yeah you know and, you and that's like... what this whole trailer i think that's what got me about this trailer is it really drove home the point like this is a world that yes they survived this cataclysmic but like think about how the world and your life would change after something like that. right like do you know what i mean like think about that that's heavy <laughs> like, like and and yes it's easy to be like well it's just a dumb superhero movie but like like put yourself in those those shoes like if, if you lived in this world and something like that happened like dude man the, the world would never be the same and you know you hear uh captain america this was the first time that line of dialogue that he delivers really hit me when he said, you know, we tell people to move on and some do, but not us, you know, it's like, because they really are like, we're supposed to protect people. We're supposed to save lives and we failed. You know, you can't, you can't just move on from that. I get it. I get it. Well, it was something that so, Thor yeah, said in the trailer where he said, I keep imagining all those people like dying, all like all the lives being yes. lost. Yes, exactly. And I'm just like, yo, like I feel you, like Thor. I was on this journey with you the whole time, <laughs> bro. Like yeah, I know like, what you're going there through. With you, man. We we have ridden yeah, with dude. you for everything. We know it's it's so hard, <laughs> but like as you dig deeper into the trailer, you kind of feel like there's like a little bit more hope because like. Eventually, mm -hmm. you do see uh, Nebula and Tony with the rest of the group, which is really cool, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm just like, all right, we're it getting, yeah, it's, it's we're getting really more. Cool. I like that scene where <laughs> one of my friends referenced uh, Ratchet and Clank because <laughs> Wrecker Raccoon <laughs> is writing War Machine. <laughs> I was like, you know, I feel you on that. that that's that's really that's oh, a good man. assessment. That's the right there. <laughs> you, you know, it's like the crazy fan theory. That I've been like following for mm. this whole series. Mm. So they're going to have to go eventually to get the Soul Stone, right? And they're obviously going to run into Red Skull. And mm. for spoiler, for those who haven't seen Infinity War, there you go. Uh, sorry, didn't warn yeah, you. Yeah, all two of you who <laughs> haven't seen Infinity War yet. So, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so, and this is only speculation that's coming up, right? But imagine a scene where you're now on the planet. And you're going to get the soul stone. But you know that the only way to get the soul stone is to make a sacrifice, right? But mm -hmm. this whole time we've been listening to about from the first Avengers on, we've heard Cap talk about you don't make the sacrifice. You won't make the sacrifices that, that are necessary, blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Imagine a uh, part where Cap says sacrifices himself. Well, yeah, imagine where Cap goes to jump, right? And Tony uh -huh. catches him, pulls him back, and he takes the leap. Like, how devastating Bro. is that going to be? <laughs> Either I one of those two. I can't take it. 
I can't take it, man. Don't I'm, do this to me right now, dude. I'm thinking, like, fan theories are coming out. I'm like, yo, y'all are making me cry right now at work reading this. <laughs> I can't do this, man. I can't do this. I'm not. My heart is just not prepared for what's going to happen. Because you know, in real life, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Helmsworth, their contracts are up. So they're not continuing on with mm-hmm. their characters. And you're like, yep, this is going to hurt. A lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep. And then uh, we get but to... you know, I'm ready. I, uh... I've prepared myself. I'm ready. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I don't mean I'm gonna like it, but I'm ready. All right. <laughs> facts. Dead facts. I I don't know if I'm gonna like it, but I I gotta be prepared mentally. Yeah, and that's that's the key, people. Let's let's not go let's not go into another Infinity War situation where we're not prepared. Like, no. Prepare yourself this time around. All right. <laughs> All right, so Avengers Endgame, like I said, uh, that trailer did something that I didn't think it would do. It got me excited all over. So, I props it again, by the whoever way. cut that trailer and uh, you know, oh, go ahead, Cliff. I said I just watched that trailer again. By the way, <laughs> mm. oh. as we're talking about it, <laughs> that's what I was. Thinking. Were you watching it as we were talking about it? Yep. Yeah. All right. One point nine million views, and I probably do. got. I probably, <laughs> 1.9 million views. I probably got 0.9 million views. <laughs> yeah, I was like that. It was mostly all Cliff. Just watching it over and over again. <laughs> like I said, I only watched it the one time, but uh, it was enough that I was like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. All right, so yeah, Avengers Endgame. Looks good. I'm, uh, uh, I'm in. Once again, you got me. You brought me back. All right, so let's keep the Marvel train rolling because this news came to us. This morning, like literally the moment I woke up, it was because people were texting me and sending, like tweeting at me and like, you know, hitting me with all these links over and over and over again. Uh, and I'm sure you all have heard by now. If you haven't, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but uh, James Gunn, you know, he's uh, the, he's coming back. He's doing Guardians Volume 3, uh, which is exciting it's exciting like i've like people are losing their minds over this <laughs> and rightfully um it's exciting but uh a lot of people i've talked to about kind of put a lot of this in perspective for me because i was like i i don't know what this means so allow me to clarify because i did my research on this you know and like i said i talked to people and they talked to me um so Disney, Marvel, whatever you want to call them, uh, they've reinstated James Gunn to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, this does not mean he's leaving the Suicide Squad. All right, uh, Guardians 3 is going to take the back seat to the Suicide Squad because they begin filming this October, I believe, on the Suicide Squad. And we're going to talk about this more later because we've got some some casting and some other stuff to talk about regarding that film. Um, so he's going to do that first and then he'll focus on guardians. 3. But from what everybody's told me, uh, there is still some uh, contention there between James Gunn and the people over there. Disney slash Marvel. Like, yes, it's all, it's all happy celebration and like, Oh, this is a good time. But you know, obviously, he's 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 a little he's still a little cheesed uh, that they that they even removed him in the first place. 
so it seems like he has indeed found a new home over at Warner Brothers slash DC. He's going to come back to finish up his Guardians trilogy, and then he's moving on. He's going back. To- that's what I've heard. Um, and if so, that's, you know, that's fine. I, I do not begrudge him that. Like, I would want to finish my story too, you know? So, you know, good for him. Uh, although, like, like we were talking about with Endgame, uh, you might want to prepare yourself <laughs> um, for the, the implications that that has for where this story concludes, you know? Because, uh, you know, Marvel doesn't like to go beyond a part three for their standalone franchises. So this is definitely going to be, this will definitely be the final Guardians movie. And, you know, we know James Gunn is leaving. And, and Dave Bautista has been very vocal about leaving with him. Again, we're going to talk about that later. So, you know, take that however you want. But, you know. Like I said, I'm here to, to deliver the news. I'm here to tell you what I've heard and everything else. Like, yes, this is a good thing. Let's celebrate. All right. But I'm saying, like, don't get your hopes up. All right. So, Cliff, what were your thoughts on this whole thing? Um, I, I, I text you. I was, like, probably the 101st person to send you a message <laughs> about James Gunn. No, I'm excited, man, because this is his trilogy. This is his his series. Every single director that disney approached they were like no that's a james gunn film i'm not touching that mm-hmm. until you mm-hmm. you got to bring him back yeah, and, Go ahead. yeah and respect uh respect to those guys you know like i i have more respect for those guys that, that they were like we're not going to touch that movie <laughs> you know that's that's his movie y'all guys messed up <laughs> you know yeah, so shout out up. to all those guys yeah you know because i'm sure they'll probably and you know it's it's gonna probably be disney's thing where they reboot the whole series anyway for like the guardians iron man captain america probably thor Mm. they'll reboot and Mm. they'll recast those characters so they can retell this whole story again but it's crazy because you're like yeah i I feel where you're coming from but you should have never got Mm -hmm. rid of james he apologized so many times for the things that he has said on twitter and people were like yeah it's Mm -hmm. still not good enough and they're like well when is it going to be good enough to like say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I accept that apology. Cause, yeah, because I I agree with you. Like like I think the things he said, uh, the jokes he made were in poor taste. I do agree with that. But that was like ten years ago. The man has changed. He's grown. You know, he's not the same man today that he was back then. Like I don't know if you remember Cliff, but when they said he was writing and directing the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't know if you remember. Like I hated that idea because I knew the guy he was back then. And I was like, screw that guy. I don't like this guy. He's a douchebag. Right. But like I said, over the course of however many years, he's changed. You know, he, he doesn't wear the stupid spiky hair anymore. You know, he, he's not, he doesn't go out and say things to be shocking for the sake of, you know, just for shock value. He doesn't do that anymore. And so, you know, when Disney was like, you know, yo, we got to let you go because of this stuff you said however many years before we even hired you. It's like, oh, go screw yourselves, guys. Like, that's yep. dumb. That's how but, I felt, too. you know, yeah. So, like I said, I agree this is good news that he, he gets to come back and finish the story he started. Um, because uh, I know a lot of people didn't like 
Volume 2 for some reason. I really liked Volume 2. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were things I probably would have changed about it. But overall, I enjoyed that movie. So, Fuck yeah. Fuck those guys. I, I, I am very much movie. interested. Yeah. <laughs> so I am very interested in seeing uh, Volume 3. So I thought... I yeah. thought that was a great movie. Like, I I didn't have a problem. I guess it wasn't as good as the first one, like, obviously. But I right. thought that movie stood up. Like, out of every single movie that has come out for the Marvel series, The Guardians of the Galaxy is honestly, in my opinion, the only two movies where you can be like, you know, the first and the sequel kind of stack up back to back. Because if you think about it, like, I, as much as people will say they love the first Avenger... It wasn't as good as Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. Iron Man was this, was better than Iron Man 2. Thor to Dark World, we don't even acknowledge that movie. Definitely we better d- than Iron Man 3. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Thor was Thor was good. Thor 2 sucked. Mm-hmm. The Dark World. And then Ragnarok was amazing. But like, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 in sequential order, if you were to watch Guardians 1 and 2, you're going to be like, man, those, both those movies were actually really good. Versus like, you could pick a favorite yeah, between they, like they the other very well together. Yeah. yeah, it told a great story. Fuck those guys who don't like Volume Two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, opinion. it's weird because I, I remember I, I saw Volume Two in theaters, and you know, aside from the odd joke here and there that kind of fell flat for me, I really enjoyed the movie when I saw it in theaters. And then you know, after after I got home or whatever, and I started looking online, and people people were tearing that movie apart and i'm like did we watch the same movie like yeah <laughs> i like that movie. but whatever right but again this goes back to say like you know usually the thing most people don't like and the things that most people do like i tend to hate but you know i don't know man i like guardians of the galaxy but uh so yeah yeah so james gunn is coming back <laughs> big news this is a good day it's a happy day everybody's celebrating as they should be Let's raise a toast to uh, James Gunn and the fact that he gets to finish the story he started. All right. Dilly so, dilly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let's continue on down this trend. Like, you know, we, we did the DC stuff at the top. We talked about Idris Elba replacing uh, Will Smith as Deadshot in James Gunn's the Suicide Squad. So this brings up uh, something interesting that I noticed, and uh, I told Cliff about this earlier. And so let's talk about There seems to be a lot of uh, Marvel jumping to DC. You know, we just talked about James Gunn, and we talked about Idris Elba. Idris Elba, as you may or may not remember, because most people don't even remember he was in those movies (laughs) because of how little his role was. He played Heimdall in all the Thor movies and, you know, the first, like, three minutes of Infinity War before he was unceremoniously Um, You know, so James Gunn coming over to do the Suicide Squad and he seems to be bringing Idris and Dave Bautista with him. Uh, more on that in a But also, Zachary Levi, who we all know is playing Shazam in uh, the movie of the same I don't know if you guys remember or not. Again, I don't know if you remember or not, but he was was he Fandral? Fandral the Dashing, yeah. Yep. In Thor: The Dark World and Thor: Ragnarok again. Before he was unceremoniously killed off, he didn't even get a line in before they killed him off in that. Um, 
but yeah, so all these guys seem to be jumping. And, and I don't mean that, like, I'm not bashing Marvel. This is nothing, like, this is not hate towards Marvel. This is not shade toward Marvel. I'm just, you know, all these, all these actors and filmmakers or whoever, it, it's this odd pattern, you know, whenever their contract seems to be, it looks like they're like, hey, I'll just go over here and, and you know, keep doing my thing. Cliff, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, do you think it's, uh, what, do you, what do you think about like I, I personally love it. I have no problems with it. But well, it's you... it's crazy to think that these guys all have like small time roles, especially because like Thor. Like, let's be real. Like, out of the major superhero movies, Thor was kind of like the weaker one of all of them, right? But I loved. Mm-hmm. I think Heimdall to me was actually my favorite character in Thor. Like in all the movies, even above yeah, yeah. Thor himself. Um, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was weird to see, uh, you know, Zachary Levi in uh, the second and third Thor movies. But like you said, like he wasn't there mm-hmm. long enough to like be credited as somebody in the movie. It was just crazy. And then, so yeah. you're not really using that talent. I guess the only really big shocker will be Dave Batista, right? Which Batista mm-hmm. um, leaving, wanting to leave, obviously because like his big movie break was Guardians of the Galaxy, and then from there, like. Shit, he was in a James Bond movie kicking the shit out of Bond. Let's be real. Uh, (laughs) But going going on, it's just it's cool to see, and I'm very hyped for him. And I just, uh, you know, I know he wants to follow Gunn over to the DC world. So whoever he ends up being, I'm just I'm excited for Dave because I'm a huge and for some of you guys all know this. And if you listen to probably like three episodes ago, we went into the biopic of Hulk (laughs) Hogan. Where we we just talked about everything. We, went, um, we took a we we took a detour into the the world of the WWE. If you did, if you haven't checked out that episode, please go check it out. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a huge wrestling fan, and uh, Dave Batista, actually, who just returned back to Monday Night Raw uh, three weeks ago. I, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard it, that. Yo, let me see. It, I got to put this up because of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and Two. Um, was it Spectre? Was that the last James Bond yeah, movie he Spectre. was in? The one he was in, yeah, yeah, and then um, he was in like all of his other character roles that he's been playing. Dave came back, and I kid you not, I one hundred percent believe everything that he's saying. Like he's his acting is <laughs> so amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, because like, like I said, like uh, I believe I talked about this in a, in a prior episode, but you know when he got the role in Guardians, like he he didn't want to mess it up. You know, like, and he got acting lessons. He took classes. You know, like that's how that's how serious he was about being in movies. So yeah, man, I would hope his skills transferred over to the WWE. Well, like you know, so, so there's this part like when he made his entrance back, right? He grabbed, um, he grabbed like his cameraman and he like drug him on the screen, and you didn't know who it was at first until the mm-hmm. camera pointed to him. But then he was just like the way he said it. And his verbal, his nonverbal cues, where he was just like, "Yeah, don't move, I'll be right back. Don't <laughs> leave." And I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna sit right here and just stare at the screen, Dave. I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then he drags what out. You say, Dave? I'm doing it. <laughs> he, yep, yeah, yep, Dave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> then he drags out an unconscious Ric Flair, and uh, he just. Oh like, yes, I heard about this. Yo, I heard about this. He takes this deep breath. And, like, you can tell he's kind of out of breath, right? But he takes a deep breath, mm-hmm. and he goes, Hey, Hunter, do I got your attention now? And I was just like, you got mine. 
you got mine, Dave. <laughs> I was like, I believe everything you're saying right now. I'm scared. <laughs> I was like, he just looked like a killer. And I was like, I got it, dude. I was like, that was so fly for me. I was like, yes, Dave, you are great. <laughs> and the funny thing was, is like a lot of people memed him right after that because like the cameras like went to Triple H. They came back to Rick, who was on the ground, like doctors were looking at him. Like, where did Dave go? Yo, people superimposed Drax in a background. And he's just like, I've mastered a movement of moving, or I've mastered <laughs> moving very slight I'm movements. Standing so still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, so I get laughing, it. man. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank oh. you. Thank you, Internet, for this. That, that is awesome. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, but yeah, but, um, before, we, before we get too off track here, I do want to mention real quick that uh, Dave Bautista uh, joining the cast of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad actually marks another uh, homecoming. I don't know if you know this, Dave Bautista. One of his first superhero roles was actually on Smallville. I don't know if you know that, Cliff. Oh, no, I didn't know that. He was he was in an episode of Smallville, yeah. He was one of the, the Phantom Zone escapees. I forget what his name was, but uh, his episode is memorable because it was the first episode that the Martian Manhunter appeared in. Oh, and man. like to this day, I can watch that episode and still get like hyped about because uh, he plays a kid. Like I said, he's a, a one of the one of the inmates from the Phantom Zone who escaped, and like you know, Clark goes out there to stop him, and like you know, Clark almost dies fighting him. You know, and he he only survives because the Martian Manhunter intervenes. Um, but yeah, that episode is dope. So you know. I know. Welcome back, Dave. <laughs> I know a Welcome lot of people back. are excited for him to play in the Suicide Squad, but if Dave, mm-hmm. if you happen to listen to our show, by all means, can you play Lobo? Like, I really want you to play that guy. <laughs> I just, 100% contrast from Drax the Destroyer, I just want to see you play Lobo. I, just, I know a lot that of people. Would be so dope. I know people have said, like, Jason Momoa, people have said The Rock. But nope, they already have the roles. That means Lobo's open. Hey, that's your role. Yep, Lobo is still available. Lobo, um, and it's interesting you bring that up because we do have, uh, like I said, we have casting news for the Suicide Squad. We ha- uh, we have a list of characters, and these are the characters that allegedly will make their debut in in this uh, film. Um, and these are all characters that are just like, yeah, that seems like char- the characters uh, James Gunn would choose. Because <laughs> these are some very, very obscure, deep cuts DC characters. Uh, the first one on the list is a char- name- character named Ratcatcher. And in the comics, uh, this uh, their real name is Otis Flanagan. Although apparently in the film, they're going to gender swap the role and it will be a woman. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, the other one on this list is one that everybody was hoping we would see in this movie. And if this list is to be believed, then we will indeed be getting this character, the character of King Shark, which I don't know if you saw. Uh, Cliff, I know you aren't this far into it, but anybody out there who's watching The Flash, then if you saw the last uh, the King Shark versus Gorilla Grout episode, pretty awesome. So, yeah, if King Shark is going to be in a movie, can't wait to see him. Uh, this one, this character is the one that, when I saw the name on the list, 
I was like, that's totally a character James Gunn would use. Polka Dot Man, aka Mr. Polka Dot. Like, this is one of those characters. Like, there's a reason nobody knows who he is because he's so ridiculous. But if anyone can make him work in live action in modern day, it's James Gunn. I have absolute faith that he can pull this character off. Because he's this guy who wears, like, like if you've seen the original version of him, it's like this tight spandex suit, and it's got polka dots on it. But he can pull them off, and each one does, like, a different thing. Like, one can open up, like, a portal. One has is, like, an explosive. Some of them he can pull, like, machine guns and stuff out. Or, you know, it can turn into fireballs or something. Like, it, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Like I said, there's a reason why the character kind of disappeared. But if anyone's going to bring that character back to the to the to the mainstream, it's definitely James Gunn. So I can't wait to see that. And then this is the character uh, Peacemaker, aka Christopher Smith. This is the character that apparently uh, this is the character Dave Bautista is going to play. Uh, the write-up here says uh, Peacemaker, aka Christopher. Smith, is an agent of peace whose motives are driven by an extremist form of pacifism that makes him love peace so much he would kill for it. Like, think about that. <laughs> like, I, I totally, yeah, I'd believe. I'd love to see Batista play that character. I think he could pull that off. Just like that bizarre, like, uh, this clash of ideas, you know, like he's so into the idea of peace and preserving peace that he would kill people who would destroy the idea of peace. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm I'm into that. I'll see Dave play that. I can see that. I can see that too. Yeah, yeah. So that's the list of new characters. Uh, Cliff, what do you think about? It? So I like the idea of Dave playing peacemaker. But I'm going to be on the other side where I think you could cast, like, Michael Jai White. And he could still play that role pretty well. Because, I don't know, man. I just, I keep going back to the fact that I want Lobo. Wrong. I want Lobo <laughs> to yeah. be Dave Bautista. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. And I love Michael Jai White. Like, please. Like, like I said, he's he's been on the DC TV shows. He's been on Arrow. Uh, and I love him whenever he shows up on the show. The more time. The more you can bring him back on that show, the better. Yeah. But like, yeah, man, I would love to see him in one of these movies too. Like, put him on the suit. Let him be Bronze Tiger in the Suicide Squad movie. That's the character he plays on on the TV show. There you A go. character who, on the TV show, has been in the Suicide Squad. So it's like, yeah, just bring him over. Let him play that same character. Like, who cares if people are like, is this the same from the TV show or is it not? Like, who cares? Just let him do it. <laughs> like bring him over i don't care so what if you played gamble so, in the dark yeah. night we can get him yes. over here and play a real character i mean yeah <laughs> just... that's right yeah he yeah he keeps showing up in a lot of more uh oh, yeah. dc stuff he loves dc huh he does <laughs> so yeah bring him back bring him back let him i don't care even if he's not bronze tiger let him i don't i don't care we need him in the movie him just get him whoever. in the damn movie just put him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's uh, those are the new characters that uh, allegedly will be making their way into the film. Like we said, uh, that's the character that Dave Batista is allegedly going to be playing. So we'll see. We'll see. 
like I said, they're, they are due to begin filming this fall, I believe in October. I could be wrong, but yeah, we'll see. We're going to get some official announcements soon. Uh, I can guarantee you that. And then speaking of uh, casting news, this is a big one. Uh, this is one that I really, really, really want to talk about for multiple uh, Titans season two has cast Slade Wilson, AKA death. And like, I couldn't be happier with, with, with who they, for multiple reasons. Number one, he's a fantastic actor. And then number two, uh, anybody who listened to the last show we did, uh, will know why this means so much to me, but an actor who I've been aware of my entire life, Isai Morales has been cast as Slade Wilson for season two of Titans. Now, that's a big deal to me for a lot of reasons. Number one, Hispanic Deathstroke. You know I'm all about that. <laughs> you know I'm all about I'm all for it. And, and this brings up something that I, I want to talk about because it seems like we've been going in this direction for a while like this was inevitable um i was talking to somebody the when this news broke and i was saying you know uh deathstroke is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time whether it's marvel dc dark horse image whatever he's one he's easily in my top five and i talk about the character when i was talking to this person i said you know in the comic book he is typically you know an old white guy you know, and not that there's anything wrong with it, uh, but in every live action iteration of the character, except for the first, which was on Smallville, uh, Slade Wilson was played by Michael Hogan, who you can tell by that name is an old white man. Now, no disrespect to Michael Hogan or anybody, you know, really, because he, he did. He was fantastic in the role and he was menacing and he was evil. And no, he didn't wear the comic book costume. He didn't wear the mask, but he did. He did have the iPad. You know, he he wielded a sword and he wore a black and orange uniform. And to me, that was good enough back then. But ever since then, every actor that has been cast as Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke, has been a person of color. And it begins with Manu Bennett on Arrow. It, sure, his name, the last name Bennett, you might think that's a white. No, he's not. <laughs> if you've ever seen Manu, he's very brown. Uh, he is of Maori descent. He's from New Zealand. I've met the man in person. He's, he's so awesome. You know, I, I, I shook his hand. I spoke with the man. Like, he, he's so awesome. And then even Joe... Joe Manganiello in, you know, he appeared in Justice League very briefly. Joe's not a white boy. You can tell by his last name. He's Italian. All right. <laughs> that's an Italian boy. And most people be like, that's a white person. No, it's not. Have you seen pictures of him uh, without a shirt on? He's very tan. All right. And like, look at him in the Magic Mike movies. He's the darkest skinned guy in those movies. <laughs> so, you know, it goes from Manu to Joe. And now we've got Isai Morales, who is of Puerto Rican descent. And that to me, it's like, we, yeah, this makes sense. We've been going this route for a while now. And like I said, he's a fantastic actor. 
And if, like me, you're from a, a Latino family, he, this is an actor you've been familiar with your whole life. Like, <laughs> like you've seen him in so many movies, whether it was La Bamba or even when he, he was on NCIS LA. Uh, he's currently on a TV show called Ozark, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard nothing but good about it, so I should check it out. He was on Chicago PD, uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, his credits right He's now. He's on uh, How Criminal to Get Away with Murder. Mind. Yes, he was on How, How to Get Away with Murder. So yes, uh, uh, they still Law and so, Order Special Victims. You know? I still I watched that show. News, he was on Caprico. But yeah, I, oh, here's a fun one. He was on Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of the voices on that show. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know that, but hey, here we are. So yeah, yeah, no, uh, obviously this is something that means a lot to me because this is a character that's very near and dear to my heart. And this is an actor who, I mean, you know, I come from a Mexican-American family, but, you know, a, a Latino actor playing this character obviously means a lot to me. So, you know, of course I'm going to get excited about this. Of course I'm going to make a big deal about it. But also everything I've seen online, uh, whether it was on Twitter and Instagram or whatever, I've seen nothing but love for this casting from everybody. So that just makes me feel even better. Uh, Cliff, I, I don't want to take up the, the whole time me like just pouring love out for this, but like, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, now that I get to speak besides you getting your rocks off on it. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very excited as well because in, just like I had mentioned, right? Like he was in How to Get Away with Murder. Um, and I, they still reference his character like on the show. So whether he comes back later in the series or not, who knows? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. But no, he's definitely he's definitely mentioned a lot. And then you know we're we're gonna talk about other movies. Let's talk about a connection we just made a couple minutes ago with Jai White because he was in Never Back Down Two. Uh, oh snap! <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> him and Josh Barnett. Like so, those yes. two together. I just I see like I'm I'm hyped, but. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting <laughs> to see the, like the casting. I'm very excited about because like Slade, he's kind of got like this all to, altogether architectural look to him, like feel to him about his master plans, mm -hmm. and that's exactly how he like his character. You know, he's always playing his characters that way. So I definitely have to give a lot of yeah. props. Um, and I'm and like I said, I'm excited. Yeah, Side yeah. note: something I yeah, wanted. To, I, I've said. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to say this. I and. You and I talked about this, but I forgot to mention this a couple weeks ago uh, when we were talking about Titans. Um, I didn't mm -hmm. realize that the kid from Prince Caspian was playing Robin until. Oh I yeah, really yeah, that, that was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't watch. Yeah, it. Like, yeah, it's interesting, man. Like that kid, yeah, he's come away. He's come a long while. Yeah, I was like, watching a show and I was like, God, he looks familiar. And finally, I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to look it up. And it was like, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. I was like, fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I was like, oh, Yeah, shit. man, that dude's come a long way, man. I'm proud of him. Like, straight up, man. Like, because even, I, like, I knew who he was prior to him being on Titans. And I was like, all right, th this will be interesting. And then I saw the show, and I'm like, props, man. Like, I, I wouldn't want anyone else in that role. Like yeah. he killed it. So. It was it was amazing. But uh, like you were saying about uh, Isai Morales, like yeah, like th that's another thing that got me excited about this casting is 
I've seen him play very, uh, very sinister uh, Slade Wilson esque characters in the past. Like I've even seen him play military characters, and like you know, he he's he does it in a way that you know, it, like as soon as this announcement came out, I was like, oh yeah, I could see that. Like I've seen him play characters that are close enough to the to Slade Wilson that I'm like, oh, he could play this in his sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like this is this is a cakewalk. Exactly. So yeah, man, I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what he does with the role. Like I, I recently saw a picture because as soon as this uh announcement came out, I, you know, people were tagging him in like the Instagram and Twitter posts and I was like, Yo, he's on Instagram. So I went and followed him <laughs> and there's a picture of him with like a full on Slade Wilson beard and I was like, Yo, like it looks like he, it looks like he got the news way before we did. So, <laughs> so yeah, man, I'm so excited about this. Can't wait to. The, I was already looking forward to Titan season two, but this just makes it the. This just makes the wait even more unbearable. So, so yeah, yeah, I'm excited, Cliff. Uh, final thoughts? Anything else you want? No, man, I'm just on board. I can't wait for season two of Titans. I think that's the other part that I'm hyped about. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, me too. And uh, so next, we also have another piece of casting news. This doesn't necessarily have to do with the nerd world. or the view. I mean, it does kind of when you hear the story. Uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. Great name. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, you might remember him. He played uh, Black Manta in Aquaman. Uh, he was cast. This came out last week as well. We didn't get to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. He is our new Candyman in Jordan Peele's uh, remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. So that's exciting. Like, that's a big that's a big role. So I'm very proud of him for getting that. If you guys saw Aquaman and you saw the, the level of men he brought to Black Manta, you know he can do Candyman. But again, like, this... This was this this will be so easy for him, and I'm sure he'll have a lot of fun playing. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jordan Peele was tapped to produce a new Candyman movie, and you know, coming off the back end of like Get Out, and uh, I don't know if you saw the trailer for his his reboot of The Twilight Zone. Like Jordan Peele clearly has like those kind of sensibilities, you know. So when they said he was going to be producing a new Candyman movie, I was like, oh, perfect. That makes total sense. Like, yeah, man, I'm going to watch that. He's not, at the moment, he's not attached to direct. He's just producing. But if it does come out that, like, he's also going to direct it, like, that would make me so much more excited for this movie than I already am. Because Candyman is one of those movies that, to this day, still scares the crap out of me. Like, that's one of those ones that still stands up. It, it has withstood the test of time. If you haven't seen it recently, check it out. It, it's a masterpiece. Uh, Cliff, what do you make of this news? I think, so, I'm very familiar with Yaye, so I'm definitely hyped. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. So I just can't wait till Us comes out. I'm just going to be honest. Cause that's I right. Yeah. He's, he's in it. Um, I just, yeah. I don't know, man, yeah. to me... It feels like everything Jordan Peele touches right now just is fucking dynamite, man. Yeah, he's he's on fire right now. Yeah, man. Like 
congrats to him, man. He found a <laughs> like, role. Like, he came out of the world of comedy, and he's just crushing it, like, as a director, as a producer, like, good yeah. for you, man. I'm so proud like, of you. <laughs> like, Get Out was amazing. I'm, I can't mm. wait for us. The trailer got me li- hooked. Um, I love the fact that he's doing The Twilight Zone for CBS, so yeah. big shout-outs to that. Uh-huh. And I, I can't wait to see what Candyman becomes. Because if there's a movie I feel like that needs to be remade, Candyman should have been that movie. I'm glad that they mm-hmm. waited a while, especially with like technology catching up to it. Because you could be so much creepier now with that movie than what you're at. Oh, yeah. Like you could, yeah, you can do so much. And it's, I, like, I feel like that's a story that if you update it and set it in modern day time, it's still like, you know, that's still like a story that could hold up today. Yeah. So yeah, man. Like I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. it's not a, it's not a story about some punk ass child abuser who has butter knives on his hands. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm a huge hey, fan man. of Freddy Krueger. Like, Don't be dude. talking about my boy Freddy like that. <laughs> all right. Why? Will did the Fresh Prince did, and he got away with it. No. I, <laughs> That's I'm true, very man. Much... That song is so weird. Would you talk but about whatever? Was whatever. there a nightmare on Elm Street on your street? <laughs> uh. No, I'm such a like I'm such a huge fan of like the Candyman series. I remember when I was mm-hmm. a kid, um, watching that movie for the first time and it's just haunting yeah. me. And even like oh, yeah. even like seeing seeing the guy I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Seeing him in Final Destination and hearing his oh, yeah, voice. Tony Todd. Tony yeah. Todd. I was like, Oh god, here we go all over yeah. again. <laughs> shout out shout outs to Tony Todd. That dude uh he's an icon man like yep. aside from being candy man like like you said man he's in the final destination movies and he kills it in those movies too he's creepy and just sinister like the, the right amount you know what i mean yep um, his voice and again is... like if if we want to tie this all around to the nerd world uh tony todd also appeared in smallville he was the voice of zoom in season two of the flash and he is currently the animated voice of Darkseid. So, yeah, bringing it right back home. There we go. Shout out to Tony Todd. Was he? Love that was guy. He, he was Gange, right? Gage? Gange? And, uh... Oh, right, uh, Range. Yeah, from The Crow. Yeah. Yo. That's right, man. I always forget he's in that movie. Yo, I love, oh, like, man. making these connections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, man. So yeah, shout out to Tony Todd. He's an icon in the nerd world and just in film general. So, oh, I didn't yeah, know man, he... Candyman, can't wait. I didn't know he was in Riverdale. It kind of ties us. All right, with Luke Cage. Well, with Luke Perry. Luke Cage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Come on, man. That's <laughs> my bad. It's my bad. <laughs> it All happens. Right. So, yeah, it, it it happens. Don't worry about it. All right, so we've got like a few more stories that we got to get through. Man, this episode is going to be a beast. <laughs> it seems like our episodes get longer and longer every time. Because we have more and more exciting. News. As what happens? Oh yeah, and I guarantee you, it's only going to get. It's it. There's just going to be more and more news going forward. <clears throat> okay, so for a while now, we've known that uh, The Rock is going to be playing Black Adam in his own standalone Black Adam movie. Uh, and news came out last week, I believe. Right, Cliff? Yeah, yes. it was last week. Um, that the latest draft of the script for the Black Adam movie 
features appearances from Hawkman, Stargirl, and Adam Smasher. And if you're a hardcore DC fan like I am, you know that those are members of the Justice Society of America, which is the team that preceded the Justice League. Now, this is exciting for multiple reasons, uh, but also the inclusion of Hawkman specifically makes so much sense to me. When I heard that, I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, if you have them, if, if it's Black Adam versus Hawkman, like, in the movie, if that's the central conflict, that makes so much sense to me. Because Hawkman is an Egyptian prince, Prince Khufu. And Black Adam also comes from the, you know, it, it's a fictional country, but, you know, the country of Kandak. Uh, you know, and he's the ruler of that country. And I believe it, it's supposed to be somewhere near Egypt as well. Um, so to have them in conflict in the movie just makes so much sense to me, man. Like, like that's a no-brainer. Like, why didn't I think of that? Like, yeah, because of course. Like, why wouldn't you? If you have a superhero whose origins are as an Egyptian prince, and then you have Black Adam who also has his origins as a, as a ruler of an Egyptian nation. Like, of course they would come into conflict at some point or another. Like that just makes so much sense to me. So I don't know who, who's writing the script for this movie, but shout outs to them for putting those pieces together. Like that's brilliant. We're just uh, going to go with James yeah, Gunn. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Cliff, what do you what do you think of this news? Like, it was shocking to me for sure. But what what did you think? No, I like it. I like the idea of having you know Hawkman in the movie. Uh, it just you know you you kind of touched on it. It makes sense. It just makes it's easy. It's easy. It writes itself. Yeah. No need to overbook it. Oh, for sure. So yeah, man. Like uh, we don't have a whole lot of uh, details about it. And for all I know, this you know the script could change by the time the movie actually begins production. I hope it doesn't, because <laughs> I really want to see what, what all of this is, you know, because I don't know what to make of Stargirl and Adam Smasher, what their involvement would be, other than the fact that, like I said, uh, Hawkman and the two of them are members of the Justice Society. Um, but yeah, man, like it, it's piqued my interest in a way that, I mean, I was already interested in this uh, because... Number one, The Rock is playing Black Adam, and like, how perfect is that? And then number two, just off of the back of all the positive things we're hearing about Shazam, like, I don't know if you've heard, like, they lifted the review embargo. Uh, what was it last Thursday? And that is that only means good things. Like, if they if they've lifted the review embargo almost a month before the movie actually debuts worldwide. That means they know they've got a hit on their hands, like critically, you know. And like I said, all the all the early reviews that I've seen so far have been glowing for Shazam. So if this movie comes out and it does gangbuster at the box office, which I'm sure it will at this point, it doesn't look like it's not going to do that. But that only means good things for the Black Adam movie. Like I guarantee you they're going to fast track that movie uh, if Shazam is a huge hit. You know, I'm so excited for the Black Adam movie. I know you are as well, Cliff, because I know <laughs> I know you love the rocks. Yeah. I always so, smell yeah, any, any That's right. So you got any final thoughts on this, Cliff? No, I'm hyped. I just I just want more information about it. That's all I want. Just, yeah. just hit me with your best shot. 
Pat Benatar. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, and with that, we're going to move on to uh, you know this this segues quite nicely because we were just talking about Star Girl, but you know those of you who've been listening to this show for a while know that there is a there is also a Star Girl show coming to the DC universe, and they officially began filming last week uh, as well as. Uh, the Batwoman pilot for the CW. Uh, they've been in production for a while now, but they both officially began filming. And this is exciting for multiple reasons. Like number one, the young the young woman who's playing Courtney Whitmore, aka Star Girl. I follow her on Instagram, and she she posted a picture of the script for the pilot. Like nothing, like no spoilers. She just posted the the title page. You know, it had the logo and it said pilot and it had her name on it. And then she posted a picture of like, uh, you know, the sign that they put on your uh, your trailer or whatever. And again, it had the logo, but it said, you know, Courtney Whitmore slash uh, Stargirl. Um, so that's pretty cool to see that stuff. And, you know, like I said, the, the, the cast for that show, top notch. Like, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what, you know, like the DC Universe has been killing it with their live action series like we're going to talk about doom patrol later but you know like titans and doom patrol like i'm just more and more excited to see like what star girl and even um the swamp thing series that they're going to do so you know i'm excited for those and then batwoman obviously uh we didn't talk about this but i i feel like this is an appropriate place to bring it up cliff we finally got our answer as to which CW show is coming to an end and it is Arrow. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I say that because like it was it was super obvious that that's what it was and I was hoping they were going to do something less obvious but you know. Here we Arrow's coming to an end next season. Uh, season 8 will be its final episode their final season and they've only got 10 episodes. Which I think is good but that also kind of if you're smart enough to put it together that means Oliver Queen is going to die in the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover next, because ten episodes is just enough episodes to get him to the crossover, and then no more. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I bring that up now because, like I said, they've begun filming the Batwoman, pilot. and so that's exciting because, like, people, I've seen people get like kind of sad and a little upset that Arrow is ending because it's like, that was the first show. That's the one that started this whole TV shared universe. But it's like, yeah, it's ending. And I get that, you know, it is the end of an era, but that doesn't mean this whole thing is coming to an end. You know, like obviously they've got more things in the chamber. They've got Batwoman coming. And if the rumors are to be believed, uh, Tyler Hecklin is getting his own Superman TV series. So, you know, hopefully we'll get more news on that if it's true soon. So, Cliff, do you have any any added thoughts, anything you want to put in there? No, it's just kind of sad because, like, I know a lot of people have told me, like, dude, you got to check out Arrow. Go check out Arrow. And I just, like, I started watching Arrow, and like, I'm just killing it episode by episode, um, trying to get through, like, the first season. And like, now I know it's going to end. I'm like, that sucks a lot. <laughs> A lot of balls. <laughs> yeah. So no, but you know, um, I, I, um, I'm gonna say it. I love Stephen Amell. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. He uh he recently was just at a, a wrestling show called All In, and he had yeah. a beginner wrestling match, which uh, wasn't really a beginner match. It was just like a, a a nice basic match for him, and he looked amazing in it. And I was like, yo, like right. low key, you need to go be a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I'm sad it's going, he, but I'm hyped. It's I'm sad it's I'm sad he's going. I'm just I'm hyped that he's like finding other successes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah, Stephen Amell, man, that guy, you know, uh, what can I say that hasn't already been said? The guy, he's just a great guy in real life. You know, he's super, super positive about everything. Like, it's insane. Like, I've never seen him, I've never seen him get upset or like, uh, or like be upset or anything like that. Like, every time he he does anything, like, he, he just always seems to be so super positive. And the fact that he has, he's dedicated eight plus years of his life to this character and the show like that is to be uh, recognized and commended because, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, like I, I know that because like, you know, I've heard actors who, who commit to these kinds of things and, you know, they say like, Oh, after a few years, you know, you kind of get bored and you want to stretch your legs and try other things. So, I mean, the fact that he has done this, as long as he has is you know props to him shout out you know and uh you know i want to say thank you like i don't know if he listens to the show i you know anything's possible but steven if you're listening thank you thank you i hope you i hope you know how much uh we the fans appreciate everything you've done over the course of these eight years and i mean everything like if if you're as big a fan of the show as I am, like, you know, he likes to do his own stunts. You know, he talks about it all the time, how every time his stunt double is on set, he'll just walk right up to him and mess with him and be like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, <laughs> like, he, he messes with his stunt, man, like, get out of here, I'm doing this stunt myself. Uh, you know, and a lot of the times it's funny, too, because they'll, like, if you read interviews with his the stunt team on the show, they're like, yeah, I don't know why we're here. He doesn't let us do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> so no. yeah, man, I have a lot of respect for the guy, you know. So it, it, I saw somebody when the the news came out that next season was their last season. Somebody said, you know, Arrow and Stephen Amell is to the DC TV universe what Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man was to the MCU. And I'm like, you know what? That's accurate. Yep. That's an accurate statement because just like Robert Downey Jr., the face of the MCU, you know, and he he was like their champion. Stephen Mill was always that for for these TV shows. Like it was just Arrow in the beginning, and then when he found out that they were gonna do, they were gonna spin the Flash out of Arrow, he was like, you know, he was championing the idea of the Flash and. And, you know, when Grant Gustin was cast, like, he immediately was like, oh, Grant, he's, he's my man. He's the guy. You know? Like, he's never had anything negative to say about anyone that he's worked with or any of these other shows that have come out. You know, he's just always been out there championing this entire thing and, you know, waving the banner. You know, he goes out to conventions and he does uh, meet and greets and stuff and so you know, yeah, I, I definitely see that that comparison. So, 
yeah, it, it is sad that it's ending. I mean, we knew it couldn't go on forever, so. <laughs> right. That's okay, though. All right, Cliff. So now comes the part of the show that I believe has become our favorite part. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's talk about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's talk about Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, dude, I watched uh, the latest episode right before we started recording. And, oh, my God. <laughs> So, like I said, I've mentioned several times, we were not, we, we, we didn't do an episode last week. So we've got a couple of episodes to talk about here. <laughs> so, and especially for me, because the last time we talked about Doom Patrol, I hadn't seen the latest episode. So I've got three episodes to talk about. Cliff has two. Let's get into it. Cliff. Uh, oh, man. So we recently had a two-parter. Uh, and it's funny because I liked how mr nobody referenced that like at the end he's like when he was talking to the chief he's like let's not turn this two-parter into a trilogy i love how much like just how self-aware he is in the show like he knows he's in a superhero tv show and i love that and like even earlier in the episode when uh uh when him and the chief were talking and you know because they've got like the the deconstructor and all that the decreator and all that going on and Mr. Nobody's like, this can't be the end, right? I wasn't even in the last two episodes. Like, <laughs> I, I love that kind of stuff, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I mean, I got to give shout outs to, to Alan Tudyk because like a guy like that, he's the only guy who could, who could play that character with that level of comedy and menace because he is menacing on this show. Like, like there are times where he's, scares the hell out of me <laughs> and that's saying a lot because this is a guy again i've met alan tudyk in real life and he's such a sweetheart and so watching him on this show watching him play such an evil character is just like man like you are so talented dude <laughs> so yeah, yeah 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 cliff like what were your standout moments for these these last couple of episodes like like just go off man i want to hear all your opinions yo i'm such a fan of jane I know everybody's gonna be like, yeah, like, but like, like, literally, like, I was, I was trying to describe. So I was watching a show this morning as my in-laws were coming into town, mm. right? And I had like 15 <laughs> minutes left in the show, and my my mother-in-law was like, "What's that show you're watching?" I was like, "Oh, this is called Doom Patrol," and she's like, "Do you find that like on TV?" I was like, uh, "Not really. It's on the comic I universe." <laughs> but I was like, she was like, "Who's that character?" I was like, "Oh, that's Jane." She's like, who's that? I was like, uh, put it in a nutshell. She's a girl with split personalities. Each personality has a different, like, unique ability. And this one right here, she's uh, she's got the power of persuasion. And, like, mm-hmm. yo, Dr. Harrison has got to be so cool. I think what I like about it, yeah. though, is that each personality has their own distinct features, whether it's Jane, mm-hmm. Hammerhead, Baby Doll, uh, Dr. Harrison, um god i forgot because she has so many it's hard to keep track of everybody yeah, she has so many <laughs> yeah yeah and sometimes like when she switches to one of her other personalities i'm like all right who is this one like which one is this so like i think about the one where she so, just, yeah like, man. like i forget what i think it was the third episode when she just said like um she was like no well fuck you and the words came up and they just yeah like, and then the <laughs> words came out yeah 
like, oh my god, that's a great power. Yes, that I crazy. want that power. <laughs> yeah, and I like that brings up a point that I wanted to talk about in uh, talking about the show. Like this show is such an accurate representation of just how bizarre and surreal the Doom Patrol comic books are, especially the Grant Morrison run, which is what this show is, is, is based on. Like, where you have a superpower, where your words just manifest and then turn into weapons. Like, <laughs> and also, you want, I got to give a shout out to who I think is the MVP of this show. Right, and I don't see a whole lot of people talking about him, but I'm going to talk about him. Uh, Ezekiel the cockroach. <laughs> that, that dude, every time he shows up, and I think we've only seen him twice so far, so correct me if I'm wrong, but every time he shows up, I just fall out of my seat laughing. <laughs> like It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, <laughs> especially in this latest episode when he's arguing with the rat. And, you know, he's like, cheese? Of course there will be cheese in the apocalypse. Like, you can make cheese. It's just milk and fungus. If the ancient Egyptians could figure it out, you can too. Yo, I was dying when he was talking to him. Because <laughs> he's like trying to do his big speech at the end. And, a, yeah. and the rat just kept interrupting him. And I was just like... Oh my god, that's too that's too good. It's those little things that just like yeah, make little things like that, man. Yeah, they make the show so good. Like I love like when the reporter was doing a report and she was just like, "Is that eye staring at me?" And it yeah, and then poof, she just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Yo, that's my like, that's, god, that man. So this show great. is so this show is so good on so many levels." Like. I keep telling people, like, you got to watch this show. Because even if you don't know who any of these characters are, like, you know, like, we've said this before when we were talking about, like, the first couple of episodes, like, they do such a good job telling you who these characters are and, and, and showing what they went through and how they became what they are now. And you really do connect to them. Like, I, I also love, uh, you know, since the last time we talked about the, the show, we, we finally the quite a bit more about Larry's backstory and just what happened to him. And, and also, you know, these last few episodes get a look into Jane's past as well and seeing everything she went through and uh, like the relationship between her and Cliff, AKA robot man, like, you know, you know, like him kind of looking after her, like, like a daughter, like his daughter, but like also like her like rejection of him because you know she's got all these different personalities in her and she's like screw you, you know? it's just such an interesting show with so many interesting dynamics like the relationships between the different characters like you can pair different characters together and get a different dynamic like none of their relationships are the same and i there's so many characters on the show to talk about. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing so many of them. But yeah, man, like it, it's such a good show. And like I said, it's such a great live action depiction of a comic book world to the point where I'm just like, how did they pull this off, man? Like I, in my wildest dreams, I would have never thought to do certain things the way they do on this show. Like, you know, like having, Jane with that weird power where her words just manifest 
and then turn into like flying daggers or whatever. Dog, like I would have never power. thought to do that. Yeah, it's <laughs> mine too. <laughs> like every time she does it, I'm like, yeah. But like I would have never thought to actually put that on 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 screen in live actions. Props to everybody involved in the show because you know, like, like what a time to be alive. <laughs> so like there's like a scene that i really kind of want to talk about too in in the episode four so for those who don't know um spoiler alert this will be something you see but um when they're in uh is it neum nahilium nahilium um anyway so they're talking to the jesters <laughs> right and the oh, one is uh, and the near, one's, nierheim. nierheim thank you um and yeah. um the one's dead and like <laughs> and like Cliff makes a reference to it. He was like, he's like, yeah, you guys, he looks like he's having a ball. <laughs> he's just there. Oh, yeah, 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 he's yeah, just yeah, laying yeah. there with his yeah, throat cut. Like <laughs> one of, a, of a victory lap. Yeah. And he's just there <laughs> yeah. dead. He's there Dude. dead. <laughs> That's the other thing I love. Like I, I got like, we talk about it every time we talk about the show, but like Brendan Fraser is so good on this. Show. Like he gets so many great lines. Especially in these last two episodes, man, he was killing it. I was just dying. Almost everything he was so like I like when they first get to Nuremheim. He's like, "Is this Nuremheim? This better not be Nuremheim." And then like when he gets electrocuted, he's like, "Oh, Nuremheim sucks!" and passes out. Yes. Like, oh man, he's so good in the show. Oh my god, yeah, and I was, I love when he was just like, "What? What do you talk about?" A brain? I'm not just a fucking brain. I'm a human being. <laughs> and then he runs into the glass and he was like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. And then what I really liked too was the load screen. Because at first I had to stare mm. at my, I stared at my, yes. I, I stared at my iPad. I was like, what the fuck? And it was just the load screen. I was like, oh shit, that's the show. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is part of the show. Yeah, because I also freaked out. I was like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> and it's like, Oh, they got me! Like, oh, <laughs> yes, I was like, yeah, man, I love shot. that stuff. I love when they do that kind of stuff. And yeah, man, it's just so it's so awesome. Like, <sighs> okay, so there is one thing I need to talk about because this was bugging the the crap out of me. Uh, these last two episodes, the two parter. There's a character on the show. Or in these two episodes, anyway. Cliff, you know who I'm talking about. The the British guy. Yes. I don't know that that's a character from the comic book. And uh, anybody out there listening, correct me if I'm wrong. Because, like I said, I'm, I'm not familiar with any character by that name. But it seemed to me like this was supposed to be John Constantine. But, like, you know, like, for whatever reason, they couldn't get clearance to use John Constantine. Because currently he's wrapped up over there on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. And, you know, I was thinking about it, and it was like, yeah, DC seems to want Matt Ryan to be their Constantine in live action and animation. You know, he's the voice of Constantine in animation as well. So I think, like, maybe they wanted Constantine to appear on Doom Patrol in these two episodes because the character was very much John Constantine. He was English. He was a smoker. He, you know, dabbled in uh, the dark arts. He even wore a trench coat, for crying out loud. Yes, he did. But, yeah. And so I was like, 
I was watching the episodes and it, like don't get me wrong, I was loving the episodes, but I was like, is this supposed to be John Constantine? But yeah, like you know, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that was just one of the things that was like, mm, this is a bit odd. But like I said, man, the show was just so good that I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> you know, I had to like, I just, I don't know, I, I keep going back because I think watching like watching the show man like there's so many cool things and i get and it's cool that there's like two kind of big storylines kind of going <coughs> on and at the same time with a two-parter but just the way they mm-hmm. were merged together i love the fact that <laughs> cliff was like i think you're in the wrong place lady and she's like i just rode down here from yeah I think she said <laughs> portland and i came here and i traveled through uh the portal of a dead priest to find no, I think I'm in yeah. the right place. <laughs> yes, that whole conversation was hilarious. <laughs> she just like detailed, and then like, what did she say at the end? Right before, because she was like, "I'll take care of these guys. You guys go ring that bell." And she said something to the jester right before everything. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what she said, but I just remember. Yeah, it was like, like, oh shit, she came to party. <laughs> Like, yo, she was legit like, yep, we're doing this right now. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah you man. <laughs> and also, I loved the weird, like, you know, because they did the thing where Mr. Nobody, uh, like, he, he, he essentially did a retcon in the show. But, like, he presented it as such, like, all right, well, I'm going to have to go and change something. <laughs> And he did, like he went back and messed with uh, Jane's history in the past. You know, it was Dr. Harrison. But like, you know, they essentially set up what could defeat the decreator. And like, I loved how like when they were pitching ideas for it, like the one inmate was like, what if we have a bell? And that if you ring the bell... Uh, like that would like I don't remember what she said but like she said like if there's a bell and if you ring the bell and then they start playing that song ring my bell and I was like oh my god are you serious (laughs) (laughs) I liked I think I liked the other part too where um there (laughs) because I think was I think it was Alan that was like narrating the back but they're like when he's like what Uh should we do and she's like and they forgot that Jane was totally insane. Dance. Just go out and dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, what? That's and not going to solve anything. Like, they're wheeling out the boom box and Yo. everybody's dancing out there and I'm just like, oh, they, they're they really dancing. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Okay. Yeah, that shit was so great. I was like, this is, yeah. this is my kind of show, man. This show is, it, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, if you love like this weird, like, quirky sort of surreal like sense of humor and storytelling this show is for you man like i <laughs> i keep telling everybody like just check it out just check it out well, maybe like, you won't like it but i guarantee you you will so like in the second episode right when they're like uh, how did he say he's like he was like yes he's like we're still playing to the fans who are still watching this and the three that yes, are left yes. over from the farting cow. And I was like, that's me. Yes. I'm one. <laughs> like, Yo, that's me. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of yeah, those three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see, like, like I said, I love that Mr. Nobody 
is like this self-aware character. Like he knows he's in a, a superhero TV show and he like, com- he, he's always commenting on it. Like, I love that. And it's so good, man. And like, you know, I mentioned this in an episode uh, a couple weeks ago where, you know, I talked about how Alan Tudyk is also, he's going to be the voice of the Joker on the uh, Harley Quinn animated series that's coming to the DC universe. But like seeing his performance in Doom Patrol makes me like that much more excited to hear what he does with the Joker. Because there are times where he's playing Mr. Nobody that I can kind of hear like, oh, maybe that's a little bit of the Joker right there, you know? So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited. Like, I love the show so much that knowing he's involved in this other show just makes me even more excited for that that other show. So, like, shout-outs to the whole cast, man. Like, you know, we talk about Alan and Brendan Fraser and... Uh, um, Timothy Dalton. God, why couldn't I remember his name? I love that guy so much. But yeah, yeah. But like everybody on the show is fantastic. Like, um, when you were talking about Jane, the actress who plays Jane, Diane Guerrero. Yeah. She's fantastic, man. Like, I love her so much. Like, everything she's doing on the show. Like, she plays these different personalities so well. And if you saw the trailer for next week's episode, Oh man, like I ah, I can't wait to see that stuff with her and the chief. Like that's that's yeah. gonna be interesting. I think So I mean, yeah, I, man, I'm excited. Yeah, and I, I keep going back because I think I really I mean, she's probably the breakout star of the show. Everybody else mm-hmm. is kind of sad. But I think one of my favorite things from her too is when she when Cliff makes the sandwich for her and she's like Yeah. Tw- like twelve of us are gluten free, three of us are peanut allergies, and none of us are your Fucking daughter! I was like, <laughs> yeah. God, Hammerhead, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> he was just making you a sandwich. <laughs> but yo, he was trying to be nice. Come on. He thought he yeah, was talking man. to Baby Doll. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just... And even, like, I, I'm i not sure how to pronounce this actor's name. Um, the, the guy who plays Cyborg. Yeah. Jo- jo- Jovan Wade, Javon Wade, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I apologize. But he's he's killing it, man. Like, I love his version of Cyborg. Yes. Like, it's he, amazing. He's done, yeah, yeah. He He's done so much with the character in just a, a handful of episodes that I'm like, I think you might be my fa- favorite uh, live-action Cyborg. Uh, and, you know, no disrespect to Ray Fisher, who I loved in Justice League, or... Uh, Oh, what is his name? I can't remember his name. But uh, the actor who played Cyborg on Smallville, who I also really loved his performance. Lee Thompson Young. God, I couldn't remember. Lee Thompson Young, who some of you might remember from the famous Jet Jackson. He played Cyborg on Smallville in multiple episodes. So to say that this guy uh, is like is my top favorite at this point, that is that does not come lightly because everybody who's played him before has also done really well. Whether you liked whatever they were in, you know, regardless of that, like their performances are still top notch. So, yeah, shout outs, shout outs all around. Everybody, everybody's killing it. Matt Balmer, he's got he's gotten so much to do in these last couple episodes with like Larry's backstory 
and the relationship he has with this negative energy inside of him. Like, I'm really, I'm really uh, interested to see just what they with all of that. Because, you know, in this latest episode, we got that moment where, he, like, you know, he had that weird, like, nightmare about his ex-wife and, like, half of her face being melted off. And I'm yes. like, yo, man, like, I don't know what, what that's about, but I can't wait to see <laughs> what happened there. Yeah, it was, I mean, the whole episode I thought was, like, really good. There was, like, yeah, to me, like, there was the standout. I thought it was very crazy that they were in a snow globe. I really did. Yes, that was insane. (laughs) That was wild. Um, I (laughs) I love the idea about um, the words were going to be invisible on a dog Mm -hmm. and only show the 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 dog. Oh, my God, the dog was so cool. (laughs) And then um, also, like, I loved the moment where, like the D creator and the recreator, right? And they're like, "What? What's going on?" He's like, "I think it's a staring contest." Yes. <laughs> and like that was the resolution to the whole thing. Like they're just locked in a staring contest for all eternity now. I was like, "Yeah, that was just so <laughs> wild." And I, I like the fact <laughs> was, yeah. what was so funny was it was like one green eye, one blue eye, just like staring at each other. Yeah. I was like, "Yep, yeah, they're romantic." <laughs> Yep, only on Doom Patrol. I can't, I can't wait, man. There's just like, I can't wait till next week's episode, just because there's gonna be so much to talk about. Me neither, man. By the way, like I said, this is this is one of those shows where it's like, it's like, yeah, man. I like every time the the episode ends, I'm like, God, I can't wait for next week. Can't wait for next week. That 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 one personality that we're talking about for Jane, that we were talking about her words, Mm -hmm. Silver Tongue. Mm -hmm. That's her name. Silver tongue. Oh, that makes so much more. That makes so much sense. <laughs> that's that's gonna be. Yes, when people I ask like me. I love that. When people ask me, well, if you had a superpower, what would your superpower be? I'd be like, silver tongue. <laughs> that way, that way, I can make <laughs> words like, and then just th- yeah. And they'd be like, what does that mean? Be like, if I said the words "fuck you," it's gonna show up as a blade in front, and I can throw that at you. <laughs> Yes. I'm be throwing, hurling like, silver words. I could throw it at you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's such a dope superpower. Like, Dude, that is the coolest superpower oh ever. <laughs> I need oh, more silver tongue. That's what I need. I need more of her we in my need, life. I think we need a silver tongue uh, spin off show. Yes. That's what we need. Let's get that campaign going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's. So, dead. yeah, I mean, like. Yes, I'm sure she is. But uh yeah, man. Um Doom Patrol just it like so far there has not been a single weak episode, I think. Uh, but I mean I could say the same thing for Titans, like every episode I felt was just solid. So, yeah, man. Like I said, uh, these two shows and the quality on them just has me so excited for like Stargirl and Swamp Thing. So, yeah, man, I, I, thumbs up all around. Good show, good show. If you guys aren't watching these shows, please, please just give them a shot. Like, I know some people are hesitant to spend more money on another streaming service, but trust me, I say it every time, but the quality of the content here is worth the $7.99. So, and I'm, I'm sure Cliff will agree with me on that. Yes, I will. <laughs> And, like, you know, we're not being paid to say this. I wish we were. DC, 
send me free stuff. I'm already saying nice stuff about your <laughs> about your your content. So uh, yeah, it, it it really is just that good. So, all right. So um, that really is all we have on the on the docket. I don't know, Cliff, if you wanna if you had anything else you wanted. To- no, you not really. Any other man. news you wanted to discuss? Right on, man. Right on. So, hey, we did it. We made it through another really long episode. <laughs> a lot of news. Like I said, we were off last week. We're back. We had to cover some. So, yeah, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we will see. Uh, join us next week, man. Like, hopefully, you know, like we were saying, there's a lot of news coming out. So we're going to be here for you. Cliff, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, guys, you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at CM underscore Miller 85. Um, you can also catch me here, uh, not only on Nerds at a Round Table, on Franken Culture. You can catch me on Frankensteiner, as well as Get the KO. And uh, next week, uh, March 23rd, WCF Wrestling, I will be making my debut at Royal Victory. So you guys should check out IG, uh, WCF underscore wrestling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will be the bad oh boy. guy. I'm playing, a, I'm playing a heel. Uh, <laughs> of, course you, of course you are. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you guys can catch me. Right on, man. Right on. Everybody go follow Cliff. Uh, give him a couple, you know, throw him some likes, show him some love. Uh, and, you know, I want to give a shout out to Frank and Culture. Uh, we I appreciate the support. We appreciate the support, and uh, we appreciate the support of anybody else out there. So, thank you, thank you very much. And I am Antonio Padilla. Like I said, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Tron Pilgrim. You can find me on Instagram and Snapchat at Tron Pilgrim eighty seven. And uh, you know, go follow me on Instagram because, like, I wanted to talk about this on the show, but we ran out of time. But uh, while I was away last week, I got to stop in. Uh, metropolis illinois which is the officially recognized home of superman like dc comics recognizes them they have a superman celebration every every year Uh, i'm gonna try and go this year because i stopped there in metropolis on my vacation i got pictures i got video it's all up on my on my instagram i've got more video and stuff that i'm gonna post eventually so if you want to see that stuff follow me on instagram all right, and as always, you can find us here on uh, Nerds of the Round Table. You can find us on Franken Culture, but also right here on anchor.fm slash nerds. And yeah, join us next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. We'll see you there, folks. <laughs>